Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by uh, beloved co-host Ryan. Uh, he's he's a uh, he's a, a god among men. He he is the wow. uh, he is the draw to the podcast. He's the reason you're here, folks. It's Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? It's good. It's good. Um, I just got done uh, dumping my girlfriend because she turned 25 today, and that that you know that's my cutoff age, of course. Uh-huh. Um, I actually taught Leonardo DiCaprio that move, so he's been he's been actually a pretty big fan of the show, and I think he's he's coming on some week soon. So we're yeah. looking forward to having um, to having Leo on the show. He may even make a guest appearance later today. We'll see. We'll yeah. see if we can get Leo to call in really quick. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that that does just for those of you who are fans of the show, that does mean that you have about two years and a month more of flipping the field before <laughs> I am cut loose. Uh, at which point, Ryan will be bringing in the latest graduate from the Lantern. That's that's his uh, that's his, his plan moving forward. Uh, Chase Brown, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I think Chase and I are actually the exact same age. So I, I, you're gonna have to find uh, a new guy. <laughs> uh. Braden Moles. There we go. He... Yeah, I, I think okay. I think we're all I think we're all identical. The, the, I think we're the same age. It's very funny because I was the <laughs> the editor of a room of writers that was the same age as me. Um, I'm bringing on my co-host, my little brother. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Now we have the juice. Uh, your uh, first episode. You're teaching how to smoke. It's very cool. <laughs> Everyone's very excited about Ryan's smoking techniques. Um, Ryan, yeah. there's uh, there are more than eight football games this weekend. Some of them are actually good. This is this is very oh, yeah. exciting. We have actual. We don't just have actual football to talk about, but we have like football that is worth watching or thinking about. Or there are like, like that. probably a dozen games I'm legitimately excited about. Yeah, yeah, I think that there's a the the we so we've got our FBI watch list. This is the FBI watch list episode. If you are not uh, able to read and, and know what the episode is called, um, and we we've got this set up, and I I think legitimately every time frame has a game that i'm interested in I, I the the worst time frame on this this schedule is saturday at noon but it's still like i don't know there's still kind of some interesting stuff there's a couple of acc teams playing against good g5 teams um friday night's not amazing but has sort of the same setup thursday is great most of saturday is great um monday is going to be uh, kind of rough but it is it's monday and you don't usually get college football on monday so yeah i, I think this is a uh it's a good slate. It's a little bit more balanced than we usually get on week one where it's like, you know, you get number one versus number three and then a whole bunch of just like, you know, Louisville playing Duke or something. It seems like it's been a right. lot of Louisville against Duke the last couple of years and we don't we don't have that this year. Yeah, it's always Duke. It's always Duke. Yeah. Um, it's because of John Shire. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to assume that he has something to do with this. A lot of people don't know that. He's actually related to John Cryer. Mm. Uh, you you a two and a half men fan? You, you like the show Two and a Half Men? You're watching that? I I remember it because it was the first show that would come on after Simpsons reruns on Fox, and mm. uh, they they always showed them at at five or five thirty. I don't remember which, and then Two and a Half Men would come on, and uh, we would always change the channel. <laughs> not a that big, is uh, not a big Two and a Half is... Men guy. That's one of the micro generational gaps between you and I is that you remember two and a half men on syndication. And I recall watching it live as it aired. Yeah, <laughs> <My dad. laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's uh. I don't. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm uh, wrong because I've not really. I don't think I've ever sat down and watched an episode of the show. Not very good, from what I remember. <laughs> not a very well, you're good not. I mean, you're not missing show. a ton. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, at the time, that was just you know a guy being horny on TV. That was generational humor. Yeah. That was like yeah. uh, 
you really didn't hear stuff about that. No, no, that was uh, they got rid of that completely. There's no longer guys <laughs> on TV who are horny. They don't let you do it. You can't be horny on TV anymore. Yeah, so it's very, we're in the sexless. Yeah, it's very uh, sad. Zoomer era of TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why they had to get rid of Charlie Sheen. That's why. That's why the FBI came in mm-hmm. and put him in Guantanamo Bay, which which takes us in Patrick well, to our first category here. Oh. Yeah, yeah. On 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 Thursday, and that is of course why they got rid of all of our favorite uh, sex pest celebrities. No other reason, not because they're you know criminals or anything. <laughs> it's it's because they had to get rid of sex on television. But uh, yeah. they are. We are all looking now... forward to to Zach Smith's uh, free Matareza campaign that's coming this week. Yeah, um, that is going to be um, <laughs> uh, obviously just the right thing to do is and, that, and just it's a weird coincidence he always agrees with the sex pass yeah it's it's strange zach smith is actually uh i'm, I'm seeing here he has joined the ringer and he's writing a lot of stories <laughs> about matter raises is actually a little bit strange to see this um but uh yeah speaking of guys who are in guantanamo bay uh you are going to be on thursday night because folks guantanamo bay if you are not aware is the category for games that you should be most locked in on. Uh, it's it, this is the one that you've got to watch in, in each uh, each time uh, you know time slate of games. You've got Guantanamo mm-hmm. Bay. You've got the most wanted list. It's not quite as locked in, but it's still pretty locked in. You're still going to want to. This is your second screen game. If you if you're yeah, a you're second not screen person, movement. you know yeah. this is your uh, you know you're clicking last on the remote. I'm a last person myself. I usually just have. Sort of the two. uh, I have the two going where like I have my main game and then I have the one that I flip to. And if the one that I flip to is also at commercial, then I've got a third one. But I'm really not going to go deeper than that. Uh, So most wanted is your second game, and then there's the no fly list. So you're not super locked into the no fly list. You can still buy like a gun. You can still do most things on the no fly list, right? You can still be pretty, you know. You can hang out. You can have a good time on can the no-fly list. Can you buy a gun for the no-fly list? Well, if you try hard enough. I mean, it's it can seems we... like it's actually extremely, <laughs> like trivially, trivially easy to buy a gun in this country, so I don't really think... Uh, <laughs> I would imagine that it's actually encouraged if you're on the no-fly list, because it makes it... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the benefit of that is, but it seems like that's <laughs> that's uh, likely. Not sure why we do that. <laughs> Doesn't make yeah, a lot we'll of be, sense. Yeah, we'll be looking into this more, certainly. Yeah, uh, but we've got our three categories. We've got them broken down, like I said, by time slot. Uh, starting on Saturday, we have them by time slot. On Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Monday, there's not enough content to uh, justify that. But uh, we're going to start here on Thursday, September 1st, with the Guantanamo Bay game. And I think... Honestly, the the flipping the field game of the week, right? This is the most flipping the field game. This is the 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 brand game for us. It, it's not the best football game. I think that that um, <laughs> I think it's probably not going to be all that close. But this is the one that I think we're most excited about, like spiritually. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm unbelievably hyped for this. I think I've said it on the podcast before, but I'm going to this game. Yeah. Um. In fact, I am close enough to the uh, to the field that you there's a chance you guys will actually see me on TV if you Let's know where go. to look. Let's go, uh, folks. So we'll see, folks. I don't know that I even need to say it. It's the backyard brawl. It's West Virginia at Pitt, 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Uh, I, it's great. It's great. I, I love that these guys are playing each other again. It has been too long. Uh, this shit kicks ass. I don't even really think it's going to be that good of a football game. I think Pitt is kind of going to um, just bleed them dry. But uh, this shit rocks. This is awesome. And the shit talk's starting up, too, which is what's great. Yeah. Uh, Keaton Slovis was at a rally last night uh, with a whole bunch of fans. And I guess two nights ago, by the time you guys hear this, and uh, and said, uh, you know, fuck West Virginia to the crowd. We'll pat Narduzzi smirk in the background. Yeah, that's great. Um, Love West, that. West Virginia players are responding to it a little bit. They're calling him 
uh, there's just a video of some guy looking at the video just saying soft ass he's soft ass soft ass like three <laughs> times that was cool um <laughs> uh, i'm excited man i'm really pumped for this game yeah uh i have not been to a backyard brawl in many years and i can't wait to be there for it i'll be tailgating by like 4 p.m i'm leaving my day job early for to go to a tailgate for a team i don't really root for oh yeah um <laughs> this is this is gonna be so sick uh in terms of expectations for the game i mean i, I am are you at all curious to see what West Virginia has for it. Do you think they have any shot of, of pulling off an upset here? It's only a seven and a half point line. I, I, I do think that there's sort of a, uh, you know, a cornered animal kind of thing for West Virginia here to, to be a, a little graphic insofar as like, I think Neil Brown kind of knows that he needs to win this game or at least to be really competitive in this game. I, I really, I don't think that this tenure... He has to be this, one of the rivals, right? He has two yeah. rivalry games. He has to win one of them. Yeah, and I don't... I The the other one is the more likely of the two because it's, it's what, Virginia Tech, right? That's yeah. that's yeah, yeah. easier than this, but uh, you got to be competitive. you got to keep it close, and I think that he knows that he's sort of uh, backing up to the edge of the cliff here, and so I do think that you have uh, a little bit of that, but, I mean, this West Virginia roster, we talked about it in the offseason, it's just not very good. There's just not a whole lot here that is worth, uh, you know... Uh, being optimistic about there's there's you know uh, Dante Stills on the defensive line but other than that I mean it's JT Daniels if you like JT Daniels I don't personally I think JT Daniels kind of isn't very good and so I'm not uh, I'm not super optimistic about West Virginia's roster I, I think that they will come out firing at least they will come out motivated but I don't know how much that's going to do for them because I think Pitt is just better yeah, I mean, they lost, like, what, six starters to transfer, yeah. which is just, like, really bad news. Um, maybe the one thing you could say, uh, if you were trying to be optimistic here, is that Graham Harrell's playbook, their offensive coordinator, is going to lean pretty heavily on quick passes that may neutralize Pitt's biggest advantage with the defensive line. Yeah. But even then, like, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be ahead of the sticks all day, right? Like, that's just not... That doesn't seem realistic. There's no receivers in the roster. Like they have, they may have a, they maybe have a quarterback. Their O line's average, but like, who are the receivers? Who's getting open? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think Narduzzi <laughs> is is pretty happy to sit in zone and just you know, yeah, we'll let oh, you yeah. complete, we'll let you complete three yard outs and drag routes and all that shit, and we're just gonna get you right as soon as you catch the ball. Um, right, because their linebackers are excellent too. That's yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I think he's pretty content doing that, and and uh, assuming that eventually JT Daniels is going to fuck up and throw an interception or two on you know a uh, sees a six man front, thinks it's a pressure, and both linebackers drop, throws it right into a linebacker. That's the exact kind of interception that he loves to throw. That's JT Daniels' best throw. Is the guy that you know the oh linebacker dropped. I'm going to throw it directly into his hands. It's just uh, he he's a. Uh, he he's an interception merchant. He loves to throw those interceptions, and uh, I, I think that that's probably going to be sort of the 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 uh, the path of, of least resistance for Pitt's defense. Obviously, yeah. getting a pass rush would be better, but yeah, I I I, just, I don't know that West Virginia has the skill talent to really make that do anything. You know, it's it's like you you could do the air raid and it will you'll get completed passes. You'll probably move the ball a little bit, but. You do need to make somebody miss eventually, and there's not anybody on this team that I think is really going to do that. Yeah, I, I guess I am. I am curious to to see how Pitt's offense looks. That is something I'm, I'm looking forward to. Um, I've kind of talked a bit about. I know we we've talked extensively about Jordan Addison leaving the program, obviously, and Keaton yeah. Slovis coming in. Um, I do think Pitt's going to basically just try to establish the run pretty heavily. 
Uh, I think they have all five of those offensive linemen coming back. They have Izzy Abacanada and Vincent Davis in the backfield. I think they're going to try to run the ball like 40 times in this game. Yeah. Uh, and just dare WU to stop it. And I don't know if they can. Um, but I don't think we're going to learn much about Keaton Slovis in this game. And I am still skeptical on him throughout the season. I just don't think Pitt's receivers are any good. I, I, I know Kanata Mumfield's a big transfer. The more I've watched of him, just like going back to those old Akron games, I think he, like this guy, does, a lot of times this is overrated by like power five football fans. And they say like, oh, this guy can't make the jump to the next level. Yeah. I don't know, man. A lot of those balls he was catching at the, the Mac level, he like I don't think he's going to be open for those catches at the P five level. I don't think he is uh, a dude. We'll we'll see. He was, I mean, he's like a he was like a freshman last year. He's not very old. He's he's yeah, but he has like no time. suddenness. I don't yeah. know. He was we'll just see. like running these looping ass routes. But anyway, uh, yeah. The, um, the idea that he could replace Addison as a star was always ridiculous. But I do think that as like a possession guy, he has he has value. Yeah. Speaking of guys who have value uh, in terms of giving us possessions, how about home field apparel? Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's unfortunate that we've picked home field apparel for this uh, this game specifically because neither of these fan bases wear shirts. Um, but if you are someone who wears shirts and you'd be interested maybe in, in perhaps a Pitt shirt or a West Virginia shirt, uh, home field has both of those teams. Those are both home field schools. It's vintage collegiate apparel. You can get a West Virginia logo. You can get a Pitt logo. I mean, hell, you can I- get... You can get just about any logo you want on the damn things. They'll 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 do it. They're crazy. They'll do it. I would actually say the average uh, the average pit fan wears two t shirts a lot of days. They'll wear like a okay. a slightly too thick white undershirt. Yeah, with kind of a clingy upper t shirt, uh, and then look like weirdly sweaty for like a nice sixty five degree day for some reason. Um, and then uh, they're also gonna after the game they're gonna go home and watch Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist with their girlfriend <laughs> uh-huh. who they hate. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that to me is kind of the ideal pit fan. So if you don't want to be that pit fan, you should start wearing home field apparel. Yeah. That. If if you have a girlfriend you love, if you love your girlfriend, you don't hate your girlfriend, uh-huh. uh, get a new shirt, switch it up. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Do something nice. Get a new shirt. <laughs> it's time that you do something, <laughs> do something nice. nice for your girlfriend yeah. by <laughs> buying yourself a new shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pit mindset. West Virginia mindset, at least for students at West Virginia, is that after this game, they will drive home and then watch uh, not the movie, but highlights of The Wolf of Wall Street. They're, that's their favorite thing to watch on YouTube is just that's highlights funny. of The Wolf yeah. of Wall Street. Wow, greatest moments from The Wolf of Wall Street. It's like, um, a, just, like just, just watch the movie, brother. No. <laughs> I've, I've been told that whenever home field apparel was designing the west virginia t-shirt drop mm-hmm. uh they actually had the entire staff re-watching the i'm schmacked videos 2011 oh yes yeah uh on loop uh and then they were trying to reenact them in the office and it led to oh, man. Uh, several very expensive lawsuits yeah yeah we need to get a uh, a west virginia branded i'm schmacked t-shirt from from home field, <laughs> home field. can we make if that home field made an i'm schmacked <laughs> line of t-shirts you know i'm wearing them if west virginia wins this game we need to make it happen this is the victory t-shirt here's something i just thought of but it has to be real there has to be someone in the world that has an i'm schmacked tattoo yeah, I probably several someones, unfortunately. I, I would I would assume that a, a decent chunk of folks did that. I mean, it's so easy for college students to get tattoos. College students <laughs> love to get tattoos on a whim, and so I have to assume that, that, that is, uh, that's out there somewhere. Um, if you or someone that you know have an I'm Schmacked tattoo, please let us know <laughs> at Field Flipping on Twitter. <laughs> that would be, that's a guy we got to get on the show, is, is a guy who has an I'm yeah. Schmacked tattoo. Or maybe if you want to be on the show, just give yourself one. We talked about stick and post last week. You just, you know, <laughs> get a needle on the lighter over it for a second, sterilize it, all good to go. 
Here's an off-season content idea. We should do an oral history of I'm Schmack. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to off-season content idea is that we should get tattoos of the I'm Schmack logo, which uh, we're also going to do in tandem with the oral <laughs> history. But anyway, homefieldapparel.com, homefieldapparel on Twitter. Use code MEETATMIDFIELD for 15% off your first purchase uh, and also for 15% off the uh, the complete I'm Schmack series, which I believe you can buy at homefieldapparel.com as I've, as I've Correct. been uh, as I've been told, they have, they're big they have fans. Cassette. Yeah, big fans. They <laughs> get it on cassettes. <laughs> it only works on my uh, the the fucking what was the uh, the competitor to uh, to to DVD that that people had for like a year and then they got rid of them. Um, shit, I can't. Uh, I can't remember. Laserdisc. Yeah, laserdisc. They got it on laserdisc. So if you got a laserdisc player, uh, Home Field Apparel is your place to go. And also, I believe they sell laserdisc players. So uh, they got all sorts of cool vintage stuff, like laserdisc players, like players like T-shirts, like uh, sweatpants. They've got a new. If you're some sort of uh, nasty individual who really likes the NFL, they've got a new Indianapolis Colts collection. It's pretty cool. Um, mm. But uh, we we know where our bread is buttered. It's uh, it's with the I'm Schmack collection and it's with the college football <laughs> collection. Code meet at midfield for fifteen percent off. Ryan, you want to talk about the most wanted here on Thursday? Yeah, speaking of some people are going to be getting schmacked. Yeah, uh, Penn State at Purdue, eight p.m. Eastern on Fox. Um, I don't have a great feel for this, but I have seen today that uh, did you see the really bad Bleacher Report betting tweet? Uh oh, the one about Purdue being a home dog or whatever. Yeah, yeah, where they're like doing like the Moneyball thing, saying that Purdue is uh is really good and underrated only because it is Purdue. What are we talking about? What are you guys, what are you guys doing over yeah, there? Yeah, they don't they don't have any wide receivers or much of a defense. Yeah, they lost. They had like two good players last year, and they're both gone. And that seems like usually that's going to be a problem for a team that has two good players. You want to have more than two good players usually. And right. if you just don't, like Michigan. Then, yeah, if you don't, then you want to have more good players, and Purdue doesn't have that. The the like kind of obvious pick to replace David Bell is not there anymore, and they don't have any defenders, and it's uh, – I don't, I don't really understand that. But then also on the other side, Penn State does field Sean Clifford at quarterback, and you have to be worried about that. That is something I, to I keep in the back of your mind. I think you were too much of a Sean Clifford hater. I think he's actually good. Oh, man. They, you, they got to you. Big Penn State finally got to you. They convinced <laughs> you that pre-injury Sean Clifford. This is, there, it's the same, it's the same uh, mindset that goes into the Baker Mayfield guys in the Browns fan base. It's like, no, man, he's not. He's not good. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's not good. He's doesn't he's not like good in the sense that he's like going to be an all American or something, but he's good enough to like beat Purdue. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not. I don't know that that's going to take a whole lot. I think that most people should be able to beat Purdue. If you are an able-bodied adult quarterback, you should probably be able to beat <laughs> Purdue. Um, but yeah, I, this is a good, this is a good second screen game. This is a good keep an eye on game. It's probably yeah. going to be closer than it really has any business being. Um, I don't have a great feel for Penn State. I, I'm I'm not super high on Purdue, but I don't really know what to expect from this Penn State team because I, I think Penn like, State has two really good wide receivers. They have a veteran quarterback. The O line is a Penn State O line, so yeah. I mean, you know, take your options there. Uh, the defense, uh, I like a couple players on it. I think I got a couple players. I mean, it's not it's going to be a step down from last year's defense, but again, they're playing Purdue. 
Yeah, yeah. I would guess that Penn State wins, but I think it's probably competitive into the fourth quarter and worth uh, keeping an eye on. I don't know that I have a ton I, else on it. I want to see. I want to see the running back rotation for Penn State. I'm curious to see if Nick Singleton gets much run. Yeah, and also if he has anywhere to go if he's just running directly into his center's ass, which is sort of the tradition at Penn State for running backs since uh, 2017 or so. <laughs> it's, they do it's, love uh, to do that. It's cool. They do love to do that. Um, all right, no fly list. Rounding out Thursday. Uh, Central Michigan at Oklahoma State, 7 p.m. on FS1. I think this one is is interesting, legitimately. Central Michigan was one of the better teams in the MAC last year and returns a uh, a really really good rushing attack, uh, one of the most uh, effective and reliable rushing attacks in the country. Nothing they don't do anything that's super unique. They're like the only thing in this offense that is kind of different is that they run the wildcat sometimes, but they're actually good at it. They, they run it like successfully. Um, and so I guess that's kind of interesting, but I think this is just like a, uh, a really solid central Michigan team and central Michigan rushing attack against a, a P five team that is certainly better, but that is replacing like, uh, all of its starters and also its only good coach. And so I'm uh, I'm curious. I'm curious about this. I think it could be interesting into the uh, the later stages of the game. It's a stay away for me because I don't I don't really believe much in the Central Michigan defense, yeah. uh, which is just a problem against better talent, but um I am curious to see how Lou Nichols does against these guys and it's going to be a fun game. I mean, it might be a fun game to watch potentially. Um yeah, Oklahoma State's defense definitely. I, I'm very curious to see what the post Knowles era looks like. Um, they do still have some some real talent on them with Colin Oliver and other guys in the defense. So I'm curious to see it play out. But um, other games in this window, like Ball State, Tennessee, has no interest to me. Uh, La Tech, Missouri, I have zero interest in that. Mexico State, Minnesota, I guess I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Mo Ibrahim back on the field again, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not worth watching for that. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's move on to Friday, huh? Yeah, Jerry Kill going back home for that New Mexico State Minnesota game. That's fun. That's you got to you wow. got to respect that. I guess can't believe he's still fucking kicking, but uh, good for him. Yep, Friday, Guantanamo Bay. You're gonna be locked in on this one. Virginia Tech at Old Dominion, 7 p.m. on ESPNU. On. Dude, it can't be Illinois Indiana. It can't be. That game Come sucks. On, that game is fucking terrible. It can't be that. Come on, it dude. can't be that. I thought this is- about this. I tried I tried my best to justify Illinois, Indiana, and Guantanamo Bay, but it just can't be. Indiana's fucking horrible. They're going to get stomped. They're bad. It's not going to be good. I agree, but, I mean, just in terms of, like, an early season line movement game, this line has moved five points in Illinois' favor before the like, <laughs> end of Wednesday night. Like, it opened at six and a half a week and a half ago, and it's now down to one and a half Yeah, uh, favor of Indiana. It's going to be, it's going to end up being a pick or Illinois favor. Yeah, and Illinois is going to kick the shit out of them, which is why it is I, I think far. they're going to beat their ass. Yeah. I think people are going to, after these first two games, if Illinois, like, just does, they do did again last week to Wyoming, which is basically an equivalent team to Indiana to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, people are going to, like, start talking about the Illini. Yeah, which they should because their rushing attack is really cool and really good. But that's the most wanted game. Uh, the Guantanamo Bay game <laughs> is Virginia Tech at Old Dominion because it might actually be uh, competitive and interesting, and there might be like football players in this worth watching beyond Chase you Brown. You're a just... grown man talking about a Ricky Ronnie team. Chase Brown is going to run for 400 yards. I can watch the highlights. I don't need to see that live. It's fine. 
I could I could just watch it on YouTube. I don't need to look at it at the, you know, in the moment to watch Indiana lose fifty six to ten. I'm fine. I, I I can see that twelve times this year. I don't need to see it right here. Uh, Old Dominion has a good quarterback back, and in, in Hayden Wolf and Virginia Tech is in a year zero situation. It might be fun. It might be interesting. And the rest of this slate is not good. So that's the best I can do. That is, that is the best I can do with what I have. It's not going to be TCU Colorado, and it's not going to be an Indiana game. If Indiana is ever in the Guantanamo Bay section, it is a policy failure. Something has gone wrong. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. Uh, Indiana, yes, should not be. But you're talking about Old Dominion. This is again, this is a Ricky Ronnie coach football team. I know they're supposed to be decent or whatever this year, but I, I'm not. I have no Virginia Tech sucks. Like Virginia Tech has Grant Wells. It might be entertaining to watch in the sense that it's bad entertaining. It's not going to be a good football game. Yeah, I, I, the the sell is that it might be competitive, which I don't think you can say about the other two. And the other two are also going to be uh, bad. There, there's I think one combined one good unit of these six uh, teams that we have here, and it's Illinois' rushing attack, and they're going up against a defensive line that does not have any players in it. And so like I I don't know. I mean I guess if you like that that. <laughs> then you should watch that, but I, I don't really know how that would be better. I don't think it is. I think that's it's a, like a, it's a YouTube game. Illinois, Indiana is a YouTube game. You get on afterward and you watch the, uh, you know, the, the, the YouTube that says like, uh, oh, Chase Brown runs for 244 yards on eight carries or something. <laughs> like it's, uh, the, that's, the, that's the highlight game. And I think that Virginia Tech Old Dominion is the only one of this bunch that might actually be close. It's not going to be good football regardless. Frankly, unless you're like really not, you know, you don't have a whole lot else to do, you should probably just go do something else <laughs> on Friday night. I don't really know that I would recommend watching any of these. I don't think that any of them are really worth watching unless yeah. you just don't have anything else going on. Let me let me make you a pitch on our our most wanted game. Or sorry, no fly this game, which is TCU at Colorado. Yeah. Uh Okay, you're me. You're right. You're B1G underscore Ryan. Okay, I'm there. You go, you go to Columbus over the weekend with your friends, your old college friends, to go see Ohio State Dame, right? You're yeah. going back to Columbus. Yeah. You go out to the bars with your friends. Um, you have a good time. Everyone's hanging out. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's cool stuff. And then, you know, like all of a sudden it's 1 a.m. You're still drinking somehow. You become annoyed <laughs> by the woman you were flirting with. Uh-huh. And you're like looking for a reason to leave the conversation. You see, oh my God, TCU and Colorado are in the fourth quarter. It's a ten-point game. Maybe something could happen. Yeah. And you slowly watch time tick away <laughs> as Sonny Dykes' team just puts up another thirty-five yard drives <laughs> and punts. Uh, which Colorado responds by putting up ten-yard drives and punting uh, until until TCU scores. Yeah. Uh, and then at this point, the girl's gone and she's left. She's gone mm-hmm. back home. Yeah. You've accomplished what you needed to. This is a get things done game. <laughs> this is a get things done game. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, I, not for me. I'm good. Uh, I think I'm good on all three of these. But uh, if you want to watch a competitive game, probably pick Virginia Tech Old Dominion. If you want to watch somebody go, uh, go nuts, you can watch Illinois against Indiana. And if you want to uh, get rid of the woman who is in your house, you can watch TCU Colorado. <laughs> uh, I'll also before we go to Saturday, real quick, um, I'm going to mention that I've not yet confirmed this, so I can't, I can't, uh, promise it, but I'm, I'm 90% sure if we can get it set up that, uh, the inaugural, uh, meet at midfield playback stream is going to be available during the West Virginia at Pitt game. Uh, once I, once again at 7 PM on ESPN, um, 
if you are not familiar, I think we've talked about it a little bit on here. Maybe we haven't. Uh, playback is a, is a way to uh, watch. It's like a Twitch, but you can watch a football game instead of like a guy play video games. Um, and so I'm going to be on there. I believe Ace and Bender is going to be on there, and I think DJ Burns is going to be on there. Uh, watching Pitt, watching West Virginia. Uh, eating the bugs, living in the pod. Uh, there's a uh, there's a chat. There's a whole thing set up. We would love to have you. It's uh, it's free to sign up. All that all that shit. It's just like watching a Twitch stream. Uh, and I believe the inaugural playback uh, stream for me at midfield will be coming on uh, on Thursday night. So tonight, as you hear this, so uh, hope you listen to this ahead of time. Uh, come check us out. The room should open at 6:30. I think there will be links to it all over the damn place on the socials on the. Uh, on meetatmidfield.com, uh, on the forum, all that stuff. So we would we would love to have you. I'll try to uh, I'll try to send you guys live text updates from the game of just things you've already seen, but I think are novel. Uh-huh. I'm there live. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna do like the Ohio State beat writer posts about like live game things <laughs> happening. It's like wow, great completion there. <laughs> <laughs> One, well, wow, great throw from Stroud. Like that's that's uh, a yeah. guy, guys love to post Just, things like my that. favorite one is like tweet some guy tweeting like what a play like five exclamation marks. Oh god, yeah, yeah, that's best. awesome. Yeah, that's dude. my that's... favorite. And then also guy who just spends the entire day posting pictures from the uh, the field of recruits, right? Like uh, uh, oh, twenty twenty four four star quarterback X is here, and it's like, well, yeah, we. <laughs> Great, cool. You look <laughs> looking great. Thanks. Really glad to know this. Seems like maybe shouldn't just be posting this all day. Seems like kind of boring. I don't know who would care about this, but uh, here we are. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, Friday night. I mean, I think I'll score check on the on the uh, Big Ten games. So Illinois, Indiana, and you know Michigan State plays Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. I think I'll score check on those. Um, also, before we go any further into Saturday, we should mention because I forgot to say at the top. Um, if you were listening to this now, there is currently a discount code of our website, meetatmidfield.com. If you use the code KICKOFF, uh, you get 33% of a membership uh, anytime between now and end of the games on Saturday. So yeah, uh, come join the website. Come bark with the freaks. This is a free episode for you freeloaders. But yeah, you guys know us. You love us. Um, you love the flipping the field boys, don't you? Yeah, don't you? And and it's uh, it's important to note that this is on top of being a college football outlet for real college football fans. It is also a protect a protection racket, and so you're mm-hmm. gonna get a deal here on us not showing up to your place of work or your home and, you know, busting <laughs> up your kneecaps. This is a really good way to avoid us doing that, and it's a way to save 33% while you do it with that code kickoff. Uh, like Ryan said, until the end of the games on Saturday. Uh, if you come in after that, sorry, it, it's your your Full kneecaps, price. it's over. It's over for your kneecaps, folks. You had a good run, you and your kneecaps, and uh, you'll recover someday, but it's going to it's gonna be a while. It's going to be a while, it folks. It sure and, and would be a shame yeah. if some guys told you the one thing you've deep down known you hate about your football team and said it in a way that makes you totally convinced it's true. Uh-huh. It'd be a shame if we revealed that to you. Yeah, if we could just give you the poison apple about your football team that would make you never love them the same way again. Mm-hmm. Don't don't make us do that. And also, if you are a, uh, a either an Ohio State fan or an anti Notre Dame individual in general, I believe that there's a premium show of uh, of High Street Freaks coming out this week that has some information that might be important to you. If uh, if I'm if I've been informed, if my sources have informed me correctly. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you're an anti Notre Dame individual, now is a great time. To, uh, to subscribe to to meet at midfield.com 33% off code kickoff um, 
Ryan, Saturday, noon, Guantanamo Bay game. I, I told you, it's, the slate here is not great. This is the best I could do. It's NC State at East Carolina uh, on ESPN. I, the sell is that you can watch NC State. I don't expect that this one's going to be super good, um, but the other options here are not a whole lot better. I think you could make a case for North Carolina App State, but uh, I don't know. I think ECU is going to be okay, and NC State is obviously favorites of the show, so... Uh, it gets the Guantanamo Bay game. Frank, probably another one of these slates where you the, you could probably be out doing something else. No, Saturday come on. At, that, at don't, don't endorse that. Stuff. That's ridiculous, Patrick. It's the first noon kickoff of college football season. You cannot go out somewhere else. You were locking in your couch to watch these games. Yeah. It's weird that there's not like a big Fox game at noon, right? Don't they usually do that? What is What's the deal? Uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. They, fl- I mean, what I guess they, ha- they, they the, on Fox? the Penn State Purdue game getting flexed probably would have been their noon game, right? Cause that's the big 10 game. What are they um, even showing? Yeah. They, 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 they don't, don't have a, f- yeah, they don't have anything. They've got nothing in noon. That's awesome. Is there, <laughs> guys, is there something else happening instead? Guys, like that's your whole shit. What do you mean? You don't have anything at noon. That's the only time slate that anybody knows you for. <laughs> yeah that's bizarre are they what a deeply shitty network yeah why do they do that jesus the fox slate in general on saturday is really not good the is this right the only game that they have is is utep at oklahoma at 3 30 i don't think they have another game what the fuck what are you people doing yeah that's that's brutal that's really bad yeah they get penn state purdue and that's on that's on Thursday, but they have one. There's one other game this week on Fox proper, and it's a UTEP game. That is bizarre. Damn. Yeah, I don't understand what's maybe there. Maybe there's something going on we're not thinking of. Is there like another sporting event? Is, is there? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think baseball is at the point of the season where people are like pretending that they care about it, right? Is that? It, I don't think we're there yet. I could check. Uh, let me check the TV schedule here. Why don't you vamp yeah, while I Fox TV guide yeah. Saturday? Let's see. I don't, uh, I don't know if there's something else going on that I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it. Hmm, I'm pulling up. Hang on. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm legitimately They have the weekend now. marketplace airing until noon. Okay. They have a women's international friendly soccer pregame at 1 o'clock. That, <laughs> and that airs at 1.30. Okay. It's a U.S. first Nigeria international friendly. Uh-huh. That leads into UTEP at Oklahoma, which then leads into... Um, MLB baseball. Jesus, that's not good at all, guys. That's really then, bad. Then big, really big here at 11 p.m. Uh, there's the Beat Shazam Celebrity Challenge, which is on <laughs> season four, episode two. <laughs> Holy shit! Who Me? has been watching four seasons of the Beat Shazam Celebrity Challenge? That's so cool. That's so cool to do that. To be a guy who who gets home from work and just kicks on Beat Shazam. I gotta watch Beat Oof. Shazam. <laughs> gotta get the beat Shazam on. <laughs> I gotta see if they're beating Shazam this time. <laughs> just, just, just like, uh, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta do something about it. At that point, you gotta, you gotta make some big decisions. I think <laughs> if your life has come to that, if you're watching Beat Shazam frequently, if you've watched four seasons and one episode of Beat Shazam, you've got big plans. You've got big plans for episode two of season four. I think you've got to go and. Uh, Unless you're on the no-fly list, I think you got to go and purchase something. <laughs> you 
<laughs> I think you got to make some changes in your life, some big sweeping changes. Uh, anyway, well, I I did hear that they have legalized euthanasia in Canada. Correct. That's, that's good. So yeah. maybe something to think about if yeah. you're a guy who's doing that. <laughs> if you're doing that, it's something to think about, something to look into. Uh, consult with your local preacher to see if it's okay. Uh, most wanted list. I think this has a case for being the game to watch because I think it's probably going to be an upset. North Carolina at App State noon on ESPNU. Well, no longer um, possibly an upset because it's now like pick 'em. It's awesome. officially it has moved from a, I think a one and a half point North Carolina North Carolina dog to a pick 'em. That's that's great. Yeah, I I think App State's probably going to win the game. The reason that I don't have it higher is because uh, North Carolina is really bad, and I don't really know that it's going to be super compelling football necessarily. I think it's just going to be that App State wins. Um, but also worth a mention here for the most wanted. Do you do you have any thoughts on either of these games? Um, no, not really. I mean, NC State. I'm like looking forward to seeing them play. Obviously, as you know, uh, I am curious. I guess to see their like receiver rotation with yeah, um, Devin Carter and Thayer Thomas. See how many reps those guys get as opposed to other kind of players alongside them. Um, North Carolina. I don't. I didn't watch any of their game last week, so maybe I'll watch a couple plays of Drake May. Yeah. Um, App State. I like Cameron Peoples. He's a fun running back to watch. Yeah. Um. No real thoughts beyond that. I don't really have much to say about these teams. Um, yeah, it would be really funny. Like it would be bad because we have sort of uh, we've put a lot of of uh, blood, sweat, and tears into this NC State season. But it would be really oh, funny just if they embarrass us. Yeah, if they just lost, if they, <laughs> if they go and lose to in, to ECU in week that would one, be funny. that would be really funny. It would be uh, it would be devastating. We would lose everything. I've I've, I've got a. I've got a lot riding on this team emotionally and and uh, and literally, but uh, it would be really funny. I would like it. <laughs> I think it would be good. Um, we would deserve it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be finally some some uh, universal sort of revenge on us for the things that we say and do on here. Uh, no fly list. Colorado State at Michigan, just sort of a uh, you know gawk at it game. See what's going on. I guess just just you know check in. Take a, take a look. Colorado State's going to be running the air raid. Uh, brought up a whole bunch of guys over from Nevada. Is not going to be, like, good at this point, I don't think. The quarterback, projected quarterback there is Kale Millen, who's a redshirt freshman who has never done anything before. Um, but uh, you've got to watch something here. You gotta have a, I had to have a game in the no-fly list, and this was the only other one at this time slot that seemed even kind of decent, right? Like it at least has an interesting team in it or two interesting teams. Cause I mean, the other options are uh, Rutgers at Boston college, Sam Houston state at Texas A&M, South Dakota state at Iowa. There's not a whole lot jumping off the page there. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the one thing we could hope for is that uh, maybe, uh, you know, Colorado State gives us an app state situation just to make my dreams complete. That would be really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Nothing else you can actually generally root for besides yeah. that. Yeah, I guess Rutgers Boston College maybe won't be as dreadful as it like sounds, right? <laughs> like a couple years ago that's much worse than it is now. But I still certainly wouldn't recommend it. There there's not uh I don't think there's a whole lot going on. It's probably on preferable here. to to uh Michigan Colorado State, but I mean yeah. that's that is not a uh, yeah, not an appetizing game. No, I don't know Buffalo at Maryland. Uh, <sighs> I don't really have any interest in that. 
but, um, but yeah, but Maryland's receivers. All of my uh, my interest in Buffalo immediately just complete. It was it was gone as soon as Lance Leipold left. I have no, I don't give a shit yeah. at all. It, it is gone. I do not care about Mo. And also Dylan McDuffie just, transferred out, I believe. Yeah, correct? yeah. I, so. I think he's at Georgia Tech now, if memory serves. But it might have been somewhere else. I don't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it is. Uh, Buffalo has really, really. Even if Mo Linguist ends up being good, really fumble the bag because I just don't give a shit about anything he's doing. I don't care. He's not yeah. interesting. Not an interesting character. I just, I don't care. No, no I'm juice. Uh, all right, afternoon, Guantanamo Bay. I've got two games here because I, I didn't really want to split them. I think, honestly, a third has a case for this as well, but I, I left that in the most wanted. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, first up, Cincinnati at Arkansas, 3.30 ESPN. I think this is the thinking man's pick. This is the pick if you want to see an actually good football game. Um, and then Oregon versus Georgia in Atlanta, uh, also at 3.30 on ABC, is the uh, brain dead pick. That's the pick if you're like a big dum-dum who doesn't know anything about college football and just sort of watches the big games every week. Uh, but it is two helmets, and so people are going to watch it. Uh, and I had to put it on here, but that game is not going to be very good. I think Cincinnati-Arkansas is the actual pick. Uh, hold on. I don't know. I think Oregon, Georgia could be competitive. I Oregon do is not people... good. Oregon is not going to be competitive in that game because Oregon is not I, I good. I don't know, man. I, I think like Georgia lost a lot on offense. And I, like, I just want to point out the fact that when you go, for, when you lose what, like eight draft picks in your defense, eight starters, and seven of them are like five of them are first round picks, some of them are draft picks, something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of a sudden your offense doesn't start every possession at the 40 every more, anymore. So, like, it's a lot harder to like be a competent team when that's happening. I just want to see this team. Play. I'm curious to see this team play. I think Georgia yeah. may be taking a big step back this season. I don't think they'll lose to Oregon. I think it could be a competitive game. Um, unfortunately, uh, Bo Nix is playing in it. Which yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like I don't just with the Bo Nix with the uh, you know everything that's going into this. I don't have any reason to think that this won't just be exactly like every week one game that they play in Atlanta. They do this every year, and it's always the exact same game. Like the, the it was uh, it was Washington versus uh, Auburn a couple years ago. Bo Nix is always playing in these games. Bo Nix plays in Atlanta every year. It's required. It's in his fucking contract that he has to play in these games. And they're always the same game. It's always like a you know like a 24 to 13 finish and it's never entertaining at all. It's not like, oh, it was kind of close. No, it's like yeah, it's kind of close, but nobody ever even thought about scoring. It was over in the first quarter and that was it. Uh and so I think it's going to be the same thing here. I I don't think that there are I don't think that the teams that they pick, the way that they pick teams for this, are ever going to be capable of producing a good football game against each other. It's there's a uh, there's a quality to these games that is just uh, immutable. It, it's uh, they're 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 stuck with this shit because they try to get the closest to the NFL that they can. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I don't know. I do think that uh, the other games, Cincinnati, Arkansas, here could get really sloppy, just with uh, some Cincinnati questions at quarterback. I know you're a big Ben Bryant head, but yeah, I'll reserve judgment. Um, a lot of lost pieces on defense, obviously, for Cincy as well. And uh, Arkansas losing like everyone on offense besides KJ Jefferson is yeah. uh, gonna, you know, when a team that relied on scoring points a bunch as last year, it's, it's, a, it's a question mark for them. So um, that is probably the most compelling game of this window to me, I'd say over uh, Oregon, Georgia, but. Uh, I'm excited to watch both. I'll be flipping back and forth. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I think that it's uh, keep an eye on them, and then once you realize that the Oregon Georgia game is not good and just looks like an NFL game, then I, I would uh, move on to the most wanted list game, which is Houston at UTSA, also on 3:30, somehow on CBSSN. 
uh, that's bullshit. These are two good teams. I don't think they should be yeah. uh, demoted to CBS as in. Uh, I, 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 I think this line is crazy, though, dude. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I like UTSA, but the fact that Houston's only favored by four and a half seems insane to me. Yeah, I, I saw that, and I was doing uh, this week, I was I was running through sort of the SP Plus projections of, of scores and of lines and all that shit, and it was it was strange, and I, I don't always agree with Bill's numbers, but I think that he had it actually closer than that. Even <laughs> like I don't understand Man. this. I, I I mean I like UTSA. I think people know that I like UTSA, but they're losing their best running back and their best offensive player in general. It's in Houston's really good. Houston is like kind of without an obvious weakness, and and I I just. I don't know. Is the UTSA home field advantage that significant? I, I can't imagine that it is. No, I don't think it's significant at all. In fact, I mean, yeah. like I think Houston fans will probably be down there in some droves. Yeah. Um, but I am curious to see them play. I don't know. I mean, Houston to me, this defense, maybe the defensive line is just way too good to like to, to, to not win this game. I, yeah. I, I respect what UTSA does. I think Trailer has a good program going, but losing McCormick and, uh, the loss they had from last year's team. I, I think Houston's just a much more talented football team up and down the, up yeah. And down the field. Yeah, decent number of the secondary as well, which is not good to lose against Tank Dell and, and that, that Houston passing attack in general. Uh, and so, like... Clayton Toon, that sort of thing. Yeah, Clayton Toon, things of that nature. Um, <laughs> Houston quarterback Clayton Bigsby. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's just... Uh, I, I, I like to see this kind of game. I'd like to see more of this kind of game. We talked last year, I think, about G5 helmet games. Uh, it's cool. I like it. I, I would like to get more of them, but I do think that for as much as we love UTSA, and I, and I think that the, Jeff Trailer has done a really fabulous job building that program, they are not on the level that Houston is yet, in, in, uh, structurally speaking. And I think that they can get there as they move up to the AAC, but at least the level that Houston's on now, not the level that Big 12 Houston's on. That's going to be a different beast entirely. But I, I think that it's just uh, it's a different level. It's a different level of, of physicality, of athletic ability, and I think that Houston wins the game. But I think it's still compelling. I'm, I'm interested in it. Frank Harris and Zakari Franklin are good enough to keep any team, you know, UTSA in the game against any team, I think. And uh, I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fun game to watch. Houston, I think, is going to win. But uh, it's... This is sort of the, uh, the 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 fun pick of the bunch if Cincinnati Arkansas ends up being sloppy. I think that this could be entertaining. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Houston Houston is one of my bets of the week, honestly. Yeah, uh, Houston minus four and a half is one of my absolute bets of the week. Yeah, no fly list. North Dakota at Nebraska, three thirty on Big Come Ten on. Network. I just want to. I'm just asking questions, okay? I'm just do your own research. I'm just asking questions. I just want to see what Nebraska has going on because. We talk a lot about Texas being a team that can't take a punch, being a team that will collapse as soon as it you know, suffers any sort of ill will at all. Uh, Nebraska is the same program but worse. It's, it's a less athletic version of Texas, and I'm just curious to see what a week of their coach being fired is going to do to them, right? Where it's, you know... It has been now after the first game of the season, everyone has fired their coach publicly, ex- except for Nebraska. Everybody else has fired Scott Frost. What does he do about that? What, what do they do about this? Because I don't think that this is a, a mentally tough program. And so I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what they do against a team that's going to run the ball. It's just, that's what they do. And so they're going to win by 40. Points. Nebraska should win this game, but I'm just, 
I'm just interested because I think that they are a mentally weak football program, and I think that they they are susceptible to some bad shit happening to them, like that they have kind of caused entirely on their own. All right, um, move on to your next game. <laughs> the the other one here, the the other thing is that there's not a whole lot else beyond the top three in this slate. Really, you should just watch the top three and and like have a score app watching these other ones. But the last one here, Troy at Ole Miss, 4 p.m. on SEC Network. I'm just curious to see what the transfers do at Ole Miss, what that looks like in the new offense. Um, Troy is in a year zero situation. I think they are going to improve. Uh, I think John Summerall being there is enough to uh, to inspire enough improvement to be like a bowl contender. But uh, Ole Miss is obviously going to win. I'm just curious to see like what Zach Evans looks like, what Jackson Dart looks like, all that, all that stuff, because they've got kind of a, a patchwork offense. Michael so, Trigg as well. Yeah, Michael Trigg, uh, uh, Ulysses Bentley. I mean, they've they've got a lot of guys. They went out and got a lot of interesting players, and so I'm, I'm curious about that. Two other games we've mentioned in this window here. Uh, Arizona at San Diego State uh, is is at least worth mentioning. Um, I think San Diego State wins, but obviously the controversy around the program um, for justified reasons is, uh, you know, a potential source of distraction for the team and the coaches. Yeah. Um, and you also have Jaden Delore and Jake Calvin, this side of the football for Arizona, who are probably not going to make this team even close to competent, but it could at least put up some points or some flashy plays. Yeah. Um, Jacob Calvin is, is a really fun player who transferred there to UTEP. Um, I'm at least intrigued to see that offense and how it works against San Diego State's defense, which should be stacked. Um, and then we also have BYU at South Florida. BYU should kill them. Another suspicious line, but they're only favored by 12 points. Yeah. Um, plus, you can just make some Gunner Romney jokes watching the game if I like to do that. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the BYU line is another one that really surprised me because I think that people probably are assuming that USF is going to be at least kind of good, and that is not true. That is not the case. They sure won't be. That is yeah. not... Uh, that's not something that that program is, I think is uh, capable of under its current administration and uh, and coaching staff. Uh, yeah, so afternoon slate has some has some interesting stuff. I don't think that it's the best afternoon slate we're going to see this season, but it's it's got three it's three deep and that's that's great. That's uh, exciting. Evening Guantanamo Bay. I don't think that really we need to explain it a ton. It's Notre Dame at Ohio State, seven thirty on ABC. I am of the mind that Ohio State's going to win this pretty comfortably. The final score might not. I don't think reflect that fully. I could see like a, uh, a 38-24, 41-24 situation, but I, I think Ohio State's going to have this one in hand pretty uh, pretty much from start to finish. And if they don't, uh, I probably will not be on the podcast come Monday or Tuesday because uh, Something I will be, be in... <laughs> in custody yeah 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 it will be uh we're, we're gonna have to have some guest hosts for a little bit while ryan uh works through some legal issues that he has had uh with uh with Ohio they're gonna State send me to a ryan big Day. farm upstate yeah yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> but uh it's the it's the abc game it's the big game it's a top five with air quotes matchup because uh, notre dame is not a top five team notre dame is not a top 15 team um and i think ohio state wins but Helmet game, it's it's uh, probably the best of the slate, even if I don't think it's going to be all that competitive. Interesting to see what Ohio State's going to do against a uh, a team that does have a pulse, even if they're not as good as people are saying that they are. Uh, it's the uh, it's the it's the it's the game of the slate. This is the the one that you're gonna have on the on the first screen. I don't think that I need to sell it a whole lot. Um, <clears throat> most wanted, uh, two games that I think are probably more 
interesting because I think they're more competitive. Uh, Utah at Florida at 7 p.m. on ESPN. And then for some reason on ESPN Plus, they don't even get regular TV for this one. Army at Coastal Carolina also at 7 p.m. Uh, two very different football games. I think Army Coastal Carolina is going to combine for about 90 points. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, that game might be over, by the way, though, before like the second half of Ohio State, yeah. Notre Dame kicks off. Yeah, that that is uh, that that is sort of the uh, game for individuals who can't pay attention to things for very long. So that might be the one that, I, that I've got sort of on in the background. I've got a I've got Utah State, Alabama to watch and cover, but uh, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. It's probably my my uh, scoreboard game. Um that's great. I, I love the Army Coastal Carolina game. I love that they're playing that game. And then Utah Florida, we're both of the opinion that Utah is better than Florida and is going to win this game. But you just still have to go to Florida and, and beat Florida. And, and it's uh, the line, another kind of confusing line here. I think it's like two and a half points in favor of Utah, which feels really low. Uh, and it's, you know, it's another helmet game. I think it's interesting. I think we're going to learn a decent amount about both of these programs from that game. And that's kind of rare in week one. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, I am looking forward to both those games. Uh, Utah, Florida, especially. Like, I think Utah is going to kill Florida, but I, I am just like so baffled by the way that's being set up. Like, just yeah. that the line actually fell further towards Florida's favor, uh, fell from three to two and a half in some books that I saw. Um, I don't know. I just think Florida sucks. Like, I don't think they have anything. Yeah, I, I don't know what the pitch is on Florida's like talent on offense. Yeah, the the Anthony Richardson stuff is really strange to me i i don't really weird i don't understand where it's coming from necessarily i don't know who it benefits like why why is this the thing that is being spread he's tj finley yeah i i don't really i mean he doesn't doesn't seem like he's that good i don't i don't am i crazy here it doesn't seem like he's that good it, it, he wasn't that good last year i i don't i don't get it i don't understand the first round hype other than like I don't know, NFL guys who missed really badly on guys like Lamar Jackson because they are uh, fast and black quarterbacks, and so they're trying to get in on the ground floor of a new one, so they can be like, see, I'm not racist, and it's like, still kind of racist that you are <laughs> doing yeah. this. Still feels I like kind know. of racially tinged that you are really pumping up Anthony Richardson. It's like, I don't he could just not be very good. I don't know. It seems like he's just not very good. I think that's my read as well. He's just not good. Like, I, yeah. I don't think he does anything that well. Um, I, I think he turns the ball over way too much. I don't think he's that accurate. I don't think he's, like, a, an efficient passer. Like, I don't really – like, he has a big arm and he's fast, but, like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't get it. Utah's a much more complete team. They're a better coach team. Um, they have talent up and down the roster on both sides of the ball. I think Utah's going to get shit done here and kick their ass. Yeah, I agree. Uh, still worth uh, worth keeping an eye on, though, for sure. I think it could be just just an interesting game to watch. I think Utah's going to be fun to watch this year. No fly list. Uh, kind of a smorgasbord here. Not not a ton going on, but sort of interesting. All the same. Memphis at Mississippi State at 7.30 on ESPNU. Georgia State at South Carolina at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN+. And Louisville at Syracuse uh, at 8 p.m. on ACC Network. My pick here is... Louisville Syracuse is a sneaky good game. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say my pick is probably Louisville Syracuse. I think you're going to see some really good running in that game. Specifically, obviously, we love Sean Tucker, uh, but I think Louisville is going to be able to run the ball a decent amount. Uh, Malik Cunningham is, uh, you know, a favorite of this of this show, and I think we'll be uh, able to put on a show against a, a Syracuse defense that is taking steps, but probably still isn't going to be quite there. Um, the other two are more 
just honestly, I can't sell Memphis, Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State's going to beat the shit out of them. But uh, Georgia State, South Carolina feels like the kind of game that South Carolina might be kind of shaky in because South Carolina loves to do that and has been hyped all offseason. Uh, so I would, I'm going to keep an eye on that, but I don't think I'm going to watch any of these like outright. These are uh, these are next morning games if the final score is, is competitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I probably will. I mean, if I wasn't in the stadium, I'd probably have Louisville Syracuse on my flip list for uh, in between commercials on Ohio State Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, uh, I am interested, I guess, in, in that game. And uh, I have some mild interest in seeing what's going on in SMU North Texas. Yeah. Um, just to kind of watch SMU line up a little bit, but not really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get to the night games, huh? Yeah, late night, Guantanamo Bay, Boise State at Oregon State, 10.30 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, I love this. Love this. This is great. This is a, a great late kick. Uh, you've got two good rushing attacks, uh, two teams that sort of do kind of similar things. These these programs have a lot in common, I think. Boise State obviously is more prestigious at its level than Oregon State is it is. Uh, but I, I think that they have a lot in common in the way that they like to do things and just two programs that I like. I, I like to watch these guys play football. I think that this is a really fun game. I, I don't know. It's not like the most important game of the week or anything, but I, I this is a great fit for, for late night. This is what I want in the late night slate is, is games like this. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, this is this is great. Um, I am, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't really, I don't think I'm as high as on Boise State as you are this season, but yeah. I'm still nonetheless looking forward to seeing this game and see how they handle Oregon State in the road. Um, Kent State, Washington is number two here. Yeah, is that what you have? Yeah, that's the, what we uh, have on the next? most wanted is Kent State at Washington, 1030 on FS1. I, uh, th- if you look at the slate, the only other late night game is, is uh, let me see. Western Kentucky at Hawaii. Uh yeah, and that's not even on regular television. The other the other one, which is on nine not at nine thirty, is Idaho at Washington State. So if you want to watch Cam Ward, I guess, but uh, that's on the Pac twelve network, so you can't. Uh, I probably can. I don't know if I have it out here, but uh, it's uh, there's not a whole lot else. So Kent State at Washington. You're gonna be in the, the you're the gonna be in the Brent Yormark network soon. Yeah, uh, I don't know that I can really sell Kent State at Washington. I just it's there. It's on. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's on. That's that's all we have to say. Might be some points, I guess. Washington's defense was not good last year, and they hired an offensive guy. It might be some points, but Kent State has a new quarterback. I, I don't feel great about that. Um, could be the kind of game where, like, the ideal scenario is that it's like a 56-35, but I think it's more likely that this is, like, 45 45- 27 or something like that which is still not i mean it's it's good late night junk food game uh it's it's a good game to have on the second screen once uh you know once boise state oregon state gets going you can flip back and forth i I think that that's probably the ideal way to consume kent state washington i I would not watch it in full i don't think yeah yeah um i don't think i'll watch a second of that game to be honest fair fair uh all right sunday night is only the one game well there are there are i think three games but there's only the one fbs game because there's florida a&m versus jackson state so you can watch dion uh in the in the early slate it said uh three eastern and then there's uh i don't know what f fvsu is but they're playing tuskegee so good for them uh, maybe Florida Valley State? I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, but the game here that is on our list is, of course, Florida State versus LSU in New Orleans at 7.30 on ABC. Um, Let's go. Just two interesting programs. Two programs that are in kind of weird places right now, and I just I want to see what they've got going on. I think Florida State wins. I, that's, that's sort of been the 
the podcast company line this off season, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious about it. I think it's going to be interesting. I will say that I know it's they're playing Duquesne and all that shit, but the Florida State rushing attack looked so smooth last weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Trayshawn Warren and Lawrence Toafili both averaged like over nine yards a carry. Yeah. Uh, and they had a third running back too and get involved. Uh, that whole running back room is nice. Jordan Travis is solid enough. Um, I am. I really like the way they're going to run at LSU. I'm also, of course, looking forward to seeing Keishawn Booty in the field again. That's going to be fun. Um, LSU, besides that, not a very fun football team. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be, I mean, they have Ryan Kelly, so you think they should be competent here. But uh, yeah, I want to see Trayshawn Ward, what he does against these guys for sure. Yeah. That is, uh, that's high on my list. Yeah. I, I kind of like Florida State settling into this as a yearly thing is that they play on the Sunday game uh, in, in week one. They did it last year as well with Notre Dame, if memory serves. And that was one of my favorite games of the early you know, part of the season. It obviously didn't really end up being all that. Uh, instructional because Florida State fell off a cliff and Notre Dame didn't play anybody except for Cincinnati who they lost to but uh, I had a ton of fun watching that game I, I just I like having the option I like having that Sunday night game in, in week one yeah. it's, it's fun and I think Florida State as it is currently constructed is a good fit for that because they are sort of uh, you know it's empty calories it's junk food football and that's always that's always fun uh, and then Monday night this one really is not I don't think worth your time, but it's Clemson at Georgia Tech, 8 p.m. on ESPN. Um, I don't know. You could see, you could watch Clemson, I guess. It would be really funny if their offense is still fucking terrible, which it's going to be, but it would be really funny if it's still terrible against Georgia Tech. I would uh, I would take a lot of joy in that, but I don't expect that that's going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we'll see anything at all here at Interstate. I mean, it's going to be an absolute snuff film. Yeah. I guess the question is like, <laughs> Is DJ bad enough? He loses his job week one. Like that's something to watch, I guess, if you're into that. But again, it's a Monday night game. Like you just might want to watch it because there's no other football on. Yeah. Um, and more power to you if that's the case. Yeah, sure. Something to do. That's uh, that's that's what a couple of these games are. Something to do. ACC football. It's something <laughs> to do. <laughs> that's right. It's a living. It ain't much, but it's honest work. Uh, folks, you can find us on Twitter at Field Flipping, at Patrick underscore Mayhorn, and at B1G underscore Ryan. You can subscribe to our content at midfield.com and you can do it for 33% off with the code KICKOFF. Uh, that is written content. It's premium podcasts of this show, of High Street Freaks, of The Bucket Problem. It's access to the best and only good message board in college football's uh, internet. Maybe the circles. whole internet. Yeah. yeah, maybe the entire internet. Um, it's uh, it's good shit. It's extremely good shit. Uh, and you can get it for 33% off again with that code KICKOFF. You can also get Home Field Apparel for 15% off on your first order with the code MEET at MIDFIELD. Uh, buy yourself a, uh, you know, buy yourself a uh, an I'm Schmacked uh, DVD collection. Uh, oh, yeah, we got to get schmacked. You got to get schmacked, folks. We're getting schmacked. It's week one. We're getting schmacked. Football And we is love back. to get schmacked, don't we, folks? We love to get schmacked. Folks. They're saying, they're saying, Donald, you're the most schmacked man we've ever seen. Folks, they're, they're, they're calling me schmacked Donald. They're saying that I'm the most schmacked president. And we're hearing it more and more. We're going to bring it back. We're going to bring back Get Schmacked, folks. And, uh, we're schmacking. We're schmacking our way to the White House. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys on Monday. <laughs>